Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you listen to this podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. It is a gloomy Wednesday morning here in Colorado. As a Bronco fan, the gloomy day fits the team. Frustrating year as a Bronco fan. Frustrating couple years as a Bronco fan. This team looks to be in rebuilding mode. Tough news, Bradley Chubb. Plenty of stuff going on with the Broncos that's kind of frustrating. But you're not here to listen to Broncos. You're here to talk. You're here to listen to about everything fantasy football. So let's jump off this Broncos talk, this Bronco down that I'm having right now, and let's talk about what's going to happen today on the podcast. Today is our DFS podcast. We're going to take a look at a, a midweek look at DraftKings, kind of different ideas of, of, of where you're looking at, what kind of uh, ways are we looking to build our teams. Maybe you're looking at a couple of different players. Maybe I can push you on those players. So we'll take a quick look and uh, talk about some players that I'm looking at over on DraftKings as, as the midweek. Again, these, these will change as the, week move, as the week moves along. The injury report comes out. Stuff happens in practice. More information comes out. and So a, a lot of these picks that we're talking about now may not happen down the road, but at least it gives you an idea of who I'm looking at, at least to start the week, and kind of gives you an, uh, kind of a, of a, uh, a pushing point of where to start with when you're looking at start, starting your roster. And again, remember, cash game plays you want safe, you want production, you want players that are going to get lots of targets, you want players that are going to get lots of carries, lots of uh, touches. And when you're playing with GPP plays, the GPP, especially when you're playing with those big, deep set, uh, like the Millionaire Maker, you want players that maybe they have a low floor, but their ceiling is through the roof. And you also want to try to target a few players that are uh, contrarian-type players, players that aren't going to be highly owned. Yes, you, do, you don't want to avoid someone that's in the, in the prime spot, someone that's going to, that's going to mash. Yes, they're going to be uh, higher-owned. You don't want to fade those kind of players, but you do want to definitely sprinkle your team in with some low-owned players because if, you're, if, if, if you don't, you're going to be with the entire, the entire group, have similar lineups. We're trying to take this down, especially if you're going to be in a top-heavy prize pool. We're trying to take down the Millionaire Maker by ourselves. That's where you have to kind of be a little more contrarian. If you're in like a 100-man group or you're in a 250-man group or whatever the group might be, yes, you can be a little more kind of with the masses for that kind of stuff there. But when you're playing in like a 250 plus thousand people in one tournament, you got to kind of be kind of pretty contrarian. And again, when it's a top heavy payout structure, you're kind of looking for that top 1% where maybe 18% are getting paid, but you want to be in that top 1% because it's such a top heavy structure. That's why I like to go contrarian for these millionaire makers. Most likely, I'm, I'm going to hopefully be either very beginning, top of the ladder, or I'm going to be uh, towards the bottom because of the way I'm looking at these kind of millionaire makers, um, which is kind of why I was a little bit on, uh, not as much as I would like to, but I was a little bit on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. Again, I'm on the Buccaneers again this week. New Orleans does have a nice defense, but I think we can get uh, those players that have tremendous ceilings at a little bit of a lower ownership because they see that defense. New Orleans does have a decent defense. And a lot of people don't want to go with Tampa Bay. And, and, and they still have the, – Jameis Winston still has that stink where the, those first couple games, he still has that, that bad game stench that uh, people are looking at. Remember, this is a guy that can put up a huge number, but he also can put up a dud. Those are the kind of players that, we, that I'm looking at putting in my, in my roster. Yes, they can put up a bad game, but the uh, ceiling for these players are through the roof. Those are the kind of players I'm looking at. So – 
Before we get right into the podcast today, let's go ahead and talk about if you've not followed us over on Instagram or Twitter, please give us a follow. Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. Over on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And our website, as always, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. We're trying to make you guys better players in both the DFS world and the season-long leagues. Hoping to make you uh, make the right decisions. Maybe you're having a rough start. Maybe maybe you need a little little help with your lineup. We created our mastermind chat for that kind of stuff. Uh, Whether it be a trade, whether it be a waiver wire pickup. Maybe maybe it's just taking a look at your team and kind of figure out, okay, I have this guy on my bench most weeks. Maybe I just need to start talking about um, with the research I do, hopefully I can help you get, put you on the right track of these players. That's exactly what our mastermind chat is all about. We have weekly, monthly, and full season packages available. Check the site for details. And as always, if you have a question, drop me a note in Instagram. Uh, DM me on Instagram, and I'll, I'll get back to you if you have any questions on. Maybe you're on the fence of signing up for the, the mastermind chat. I can kind of give you pointers of what I think other people are enjoying about it and how it's going to help you take your game to the next level. Always open. Always uh, have time to answer questions. I may not be able to get to all the trading questions and the lineup questions just because i got to concentrate a lot, of, a lot more on the people that are paying for our mastermind chat. But I do try to get as many as I can. But uh, a, lot, a lot of those questions need to be aimed towards our mastermind chat. And so if you have any questions, give us a, give us a holler. We'll be happy to talk talk to you and maybe put you on the right right move because what we want to do is we want to make sure you guys are in the winning role we want to make sure you're bringing home those trophies we want to make sure you're a better dfs player and that's what we're hopefully going to be able to do uh, moving forward with our mastermind chat very very excited about this this year i think it's going to be something that um, we've seen through four weeks uh, very productive with the people that are, that, that are involved with it right now and i think uh the more and more we grow i think the more and more you guys are going to take advantage of it and be something that would be useful for your growth in dfs and season long but enough of that Let's jump right on into today's podcast. Let's first start off about a trade that I've been talking about, A.J. Green. I think he's a player that I think we definitely want to take a look at buying low. I talked about it last week on, on, a, on IG, and I think A.J. Green's a player that I think in the second half of the season is going to be a wide receiver one for, for whoever picks him up. Maybe the owner that has him currently is kind of given up. Maybe he has a little, little injury history. Um, um, on, on his roster right now, maybe he needs a wide receiver or a running back, and you have depth at that position, you can kind of buy a little lower on A.J. Green. Like I said, I think the second half of the season, he's going to be an, a, a wide receiver one. And why not try to get him for cheap? Because he's not playing right now. He still is hurt. My opinion, it just makes too much sense. I talked about it last night on IG. Makes too much sense that uh, the, the Cincinnati Bengals may be moving AJ Green in the next couple weeks before the deadline. I just think that the, the team has a trio of young wide receivers. They got a nice running game uh, with Joe Mixon, a young player. They got a veteran quarterback that I think is uh, nearing the end of his time there in Cincinnati. They got a defense that needs work. They got a lot of holes that they need to fix to kind of uh, become contenders in that AFC North. How are you going to do that? You're going to, you're going to trade players that can bring back value, draft picks. That way you can build your roster. You kind of re- rebuild on the move. And that's what I think the Cincinnati Bengals need to do right now. They have a trio of those wide receivers that I think they need to get looks there in, in that offense. They're going to want to get them looks. They've been playing without AJ Green to start the year. Why not push him? Try to see if he can get someone else. And who is better to have go after a player like AJ Green that has an injury, that can take a gamble on somebody? The New England Patriots, we know they're going to take a gamble if, if, if the player is available. If the player can help them. They're going to take the gamble. I think A.J. Green makes all the sense in the world to become a New England Patriot. Putting A.J. Green in that roster is just going to be, um, we thought maybe Antonio Brown could be that player. Obviously, his off-field issue is more important to him. A.J. Green would improve that team tremendously. They're already the best team in the league right now, coming off that Super Bowl last year. 
seem like every year they're in the mix to to make it to that big game. You add a player like AJ Green to that offense, that offense becomes even more deadlier um, than they already are. I just think it makes all the sense in the world for A.J. Green to go to the New England Patriots, and we know the Patriots are likely probably taking a look at it now to see if it's worth it. What are they going to give up for him? And the Patriots are a very uh, sly team, very good team on trying to pick up talent like that, um, the aging talent that, they, that can help them put them over the top to get back into the big game, which seems like they're in every single year. At least they have a shot at making it. This is why the Patriots are the best-run organization in football because of the moves that they can do in the offseason and during the season. I also think that we could take a look at, at maybe the Green Bay Packers with the injury to Devontae Adams. Imagine A.J. Green, once Devontae Adams is healthy and can come back, you have A.J. Green, um, you have Devontae Adams, you have Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and you have Geronimo Allison. You have four legit wide receivers that can be uh, game changers in that offense. Then you have Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball. I just think it just makes sense as well for them to maybe go after A.J. Green, have another wide receiver in that offense. Uh, maybe the New Orleans Saints. Um, take a look at the Saints outside of Michael Thomas. Do they have any any weapons that you really like at a wide receiver? Yes, they have Traquan Smith, who's a deep threat, has a he can, he, can, he can have nice games. Ted Ginn, he can have decent games. But you put A.J. Green opposite of, of Michael Thomas with uh, Alvin Kamara in the backfield, this offense becomes even bigger, better, and badder. Um, I, those are three teams I'm kind of keeping an eye on. Obviously, I think the Patriots are the uh, tops of my list of maybe making a move for them. But I think two sleepers are the Packers and the, and the, uh, the Saints of possibly taking A.J. Green. And even if he stays in Cincinnati, I still think he's going to be a uh, solid player for the second half of the season. Like I said, I think he's going to be a wide receiver one no matter what happens with him. He is one of the better wide receivers when healthy in football. Love AJ Green. And if you can get him for cheap, why not try to take it, take advantage of that and have him on your roster than have your opponent having him. Love AJ Green for the second half of the season if you can get him for cheap. Let's jump right on into the podcast today about the DFS part of the of the podcast. Um, Wednesdays are always we talk about our DFS. Uh, take take a look at the midweek look on on DFS. Take a look at DraftKings. What we're looking at for the Millionaire Maker. Maybe you're playing in a couple different uh, the, the the smaller tournaments. To win these big tournaments, especially when they're they're uh, such a, t- a top heavy prize pool, as I talked about, you need to ha- kind of have a contrarian a lineup. So you can't play them every single position, play the popular player, and obviously you can't do that because everybody has a salary. You can't just plug in, okay, the Mahomes, okay, we'll put in Saquon Barkley, we'll put in Ezekiel Elliott, we'll put in Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones. You can't put all the players in there. You have a salary cap to work with. You also have to worry about the uh, the percentage owned during these big tournaments. So who can we look at at the quarterback position? I think if, if we look at the top part of the of salaries, the Lamar Jacksons, the Sean Watsons, the Tom Brady's, I think Brady's going to be a popular pick just because they're going against the Washington Redskins. Maybe Deshaun Watson becomes a little lesser uh, popular pick because of the season he's started to have. Hasn't looked solid to start the year, and he's number two right now. Um, we don't have Patrick Mahomes in the uh, main slate for that millionaire maker, so you, so you don't have to worry about Patrick Mahomes having a blow-up game for you. So maybe you look at someone like uh, Kyler Murray against the Bengals defense. Maybe Jameis Winston. Uh, a lot of people may not may not be going with Jameis Winston, especially being the fifth highest quarterback on the board, going against a pretty good New Orleans Saints defense on the road. But again, I don't mind uh, these kind of plays because I know Winston's either going to be He's not really going to put up an in-between kind of game. Winston's either going to be really bad or he's going to be really good. We've seen that throughout his career. I think he has a shot to being one of the better players. Again, again, last week he was going against a really good Rams defense. 
absolutely exploded with him, Mike, uh, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. Absolutely went bonkers last week. I don't see why that doesn't happen again. Yes, the Saints do have a nice corner that can maybe take Mike Evans away, but they still have Chris Godwin. I still think O.J. Howard's going to get going eventually. Maybe this is the week that they get going with O.J. Howard. The, uh, the Saints are kind of, kind of bad at covering the tight end position. They're 29th against the, the tight end position. So maybe this is the O.J. Howard week, and we know he's not going to be very popular. It has not looked good to start the year, not getting targets like we thought he was. Coming into the season, I thought O.J. Howard was going to be one of the players I was going to target and wanted to get him in plenty of my season-long leagues. Fortunately, or maybe unfortunately, I was not able to get him because he went higher than where I wanted to take a tight end position. But he really hasn't kind of had that smash spot yet. Um, best game he's had was five targets in the first week of the of the season, but he only turned those five catches, five targets into four catches for 32 yards. Had a decent game against the Giants, got 66 yards, but again, only four targets in that game. I think the 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 target peppers are going to be starting to happen for OJ Howard. I still do think he can turn it around. Maybe this is the week we start to see OJ Howard kind of turn it around. So I am kind of looking at a, a double stack of maybe avoiding Mike Evans. And going with the chalk of Chris Godwin. I think Godwin's going to probably be the most common of the, the the pass catchers there in Tampa Bay. Maybe you go with the double stack with Chris Godwin and then uh, team it up with who I think is going to be lower-owned O.J. Howard and a low-owned Jameis Winston. If we look... Uh, Kind of continue down the road with the uh, quarterback positions. I think Dak Prescott might be a popular play just because of the season he started out to have. Yes, he had a down game last week, but uh, we've seen Dak Prescott put up monster numbers. And people still think this Green Bay Packers defense is not um, is not good. Uh, they they made a lot of improvements this year. They are pretty good this year on defense. They're not great, but they are good. So I think Dak Prescott might be a popular play, which I'm not looking at a, a lot of Dak Prescotts. If I'm going to take an option there, I think I'm going to go with Ezekiel Elliott with that uh, Dallas Cowboys offense. Um, if, if we drop down a little further, you have the Broncos defense going up against Phillip Rivers. Rivers does kind of uh, usually put up decent games against the Broncos. But again, I don't know if I'm going to be going that route just because he's kind of stuck in no man's land for me at the quarterback position. Uh, you have Daniel Jones, popular play, but he's going against the Vikings. No way I'm going to be touching that. I think that's a game that we can see Daniel Jones have one of his worst games to start his young career. The Vikings are not a defense that you kind of want to target against. So I'm likely going to have very few, if any, shares of any of the Giants offense there. But I still think people are going to uh, migrate to him just because of the, 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 good game, the good game he had for his first game. He didn't look great last week, but he still got a nice win for the Giants. He is 2-0 as a starter quarterback so for the Giants themselves I think they got themselves a a playmaker a player in Daniel Jones drop down I think this is the week we see Kirk Cousin get going the Giants pass defense is horrendous and I think we finally see the passing game for the Minnesota Vikings kind of get back on track I do like Cousins I do like Diggs and I do like Thielen quite a bit in this game but again, we could see Dalvin Cook run up the score early and all of a sudden they don't need to pass the ball. But if I'm taking a week to kind of uh, put in on the Minnesota Vikings passing game, was not high in them for the first four weeks. But this week, I do kind of like them against the Giants on the road. Maybe they have to play a little more passing than uh, ground game. And maybe we do get more of a Dalvin Cook kind of uh, pass catcher than his running back. So I do kind of like the Minnesota Vikings passing game this week as well. Kyle Allen, another player that kind of start, uh, took over the starting job for the Carolina Panthers, looks nice. A lot of people may be looking at him. Jacksonville Jaguars' defense is not what it's been in years past. So I think Kyle Allen, especially with his price point, might be a, uh, kind of a popular player as well. Those are the kind of players I'm looking at. We're also going to see uh, one more. Uh, Chase Daniel uh, It's going to be starting for the Chicago Bears against a very bad Oakland defense. 
Personally, I think they're going to try to get David Montgomery going, um, and, and, I, and he is my poster child this week for buy low. He is the player that I want to get. Two weeks ago, it was Mike Evans. Last week, it was Devontae Adams. Sucks about the injury for the Adams, but for the most part, hit on both those buy low uh, poster childs. This week, it's David Montgomery. I think the Bears are going to finally realize they need to get this kid the ball. Absolutely love David Montgomery this week. And moving forward, if you can buy low on Montgomery, I definitely think he is worth the player to buy low on. He has a smash spot um, if the Bears are smart this week against the uh, Oakland Raiders. If we move over to the running back position, if we look at the top end of the running back position, we have McCaffrey, Kamara, Dalvin Cook, and Ezekiel Elliott. Of those four, I think I'm most likely going to have more shares of Ezekiel Elliott. He's the cheaper of the four. He has the better uh, setup against the Packers' run defense. Uh, Kamara obviously can have a smash spot any time, but I think the uh, uh, it's more of a Michael Thomas show in, for, for, for my, uh, my two cents in that offense without Drew Brees. I still love Michael Thomas. I still do like Kamara, but I'm picking between the two. I think I like Elliott a little more. I don't love the Christian McCaffrey spot against the Jacksonville Jags. Yes, the Jags defense isn't as good as they used to be, but for some reason I feel like the Jags might be playing a little better defense this week, and I'm not uh, too high on uh, McCaffrey, especially being the highest price uh, running back this week. I don't know how many shares of McCaffrey I'm going to have. That does kind of scare me just because of what kind of game he can put up. But I think of the four I'm going to be looking at, of the big four, I think I'm going to be going much more to Zeke Elliott than the other three. If we drop down a little more, Melvin Gordon, how, how much work is he going to get? If I'm picking between Melvin Gordon and David Johnson, I'm likely going to go David Johnson. They're very similar in price, and we know that the the production that we're going to get out of David Johnson. <coughs> excuse me. We still don't know exactly what's going to happen with Melvin Gordon. They're going to increase his workload um, as the weeks move along. I still think he's going to be limited this week against the Broncos defense, but he has had some decent games against the Broncos as well. But I think if, if I'm picking between the two, I'm going to have much more of David Johnson. But I don't know how much I'm going to have of either just because of my this construction that I'm kind of looking at so far. I'm not looking to spend up at running backs very much this week. Love Leonard Fournette with the volume he's getting. We saw what he can do with that volume. He can have a horrible first half, not a great first half, and actually absolutely explode in the second half. The Jacksonville Jags have shown that they are going to stick to the ground game no matter what happens. And a couple weeks ago, he was in the negative yards, had that one big game to kind of turn his yards at least to a, a respectable version. Last week, when after we bonkers, had that 80-yard run. So we know the, the volumes there. Leonard Fournette just needs to turn that volume into production. And last week, we saw that happen in the second half against the Broncos. I think eventually, we're going to start to see Leonard Fournette put that together for four, for four quarters. Absolutely, Leonard, absolutely love Leonard Fournette. And if you listen a couple weeks ago when I said he was a buy low, I think we saw last week why he was a buy low. Just because, like I said, the volume's there. The production will get there. And I think they're going to start to rely more and more on, on Fournette. And, he, and he's getting involved. What I like about it is now this year, they've started to get more and more, more, and more involved in the passing game. The ceiling for Fournette is through the roof, and I think his floor is even pretty safe most weeks, especially in your PPR leagues. Uh, Fournette is a pretty safe play. Dropping down, uh, Joe Mixon. If this is if this, if we're going to take Joe Mixon, this might be the the week we want to do it against the Arizona Cardinals defense. And we know Mixon's going to be involved in the passing game and on the ground. I think this is a week that we can kind of start to see him kind of put that together. The Arizona defense is not very good, and we are going to see plenty of of uh, plays on both sides of the ball because of how fast Arizona likes to play. The Bengals this week are a team that I think I do like their offense a little more than I have in, year, in weeks past. The Joe Mixons, the Tyler Boyds. Um, I, I like different options there. I, I don't even hate an Andy, Andy Dalton, Joe Mixon, and Tyler Boyd stack for the Bengals this week.
Aaron Jones um, with their injury to Devonta, I mean, with uh, uh, Dev- Devonta Adams. With that injury, I think they're going to rely on, on Aaron Jones a little more. Has a nice matchup. The, the Cowboys are pretty good against the pass, but their run defense is kind of can be um, iffy. I, I can see myself going with a, a, the combination there in Dallas, going with a Jones and Ezekiel Elliott and hope it's more of a grounding game, ground and pound game between the two teams than anything else. And I think both teams also like to get their running backs in the passing game as well. I do like Aaron Jones quite a bit this week. I Come into the season, I love Sonny Michelle, but he's not getting the work that I think we need out of Sonny Michelle. So he's likely not going to be on any of my rosters. Maybe you look at him a little more on FanDuel just because the touchdown's a little more dependent. And we know that he's not a pass catcher in the Patriots offense. And this Patriots team, team has played with the lead most, most times this entire season. For the most part, they've had that lead in the game. And Michelle is not getting the looks. That kind of scares me as a Michelle owner in season long. And if I'm looking at looking at him in DFS, I don't like him on DraftKings just because, like I said, he's not involved in the passing game. I'm relying strictly on running, and he's not doing that in the, right now as it is. And they're doing this with a lead. What's going to happen when they trail? I do not like Michelle this week just because of that whole situation. Gallman, very popular play last week. I don't like him at all this week. Going, once, once again, going against that Minnesota Vikings defense, don't want to touch any part of that, that, uh, that defense. David Montgomery, yes, it looks like the Oakland Raiders are good against a run, but I think this is the week we start to see David Montgomery. Those snaps are going up. The percentage of snaps are going up for Montgomery. That's a positive sign. This is why he's my buy low this week. I think we're starting to see the signs that Montgomery is starting inches away to that leader, leader, leadership role there in Chicago. And I think with Mitchell Trubisky out of the game, they're going to want to get the ground game going. And I think Montgomery is the person to do it with this week. Love Montgomery this week and moving forward for the Chicago Bears. I think last week was not not a fluke, but it's going to be a week that I think uh, people are going to overreach for uh, Jordan Howard, especially against the Jets' defense. I'm not sold on Jordan Howard. I'd rather have shares of the Miles Sanders over Jordan Howard. I think this is a Sanders week over Howard just because I think a lot of people are going to be reaching, which is going to make Howard a very popular play, and I'm not willing to ride that popular play with a player that can actually bust. We've seen it more times than not. He's had big games in the past with the Bears, and all of a sudden he's a popular play and he has uh, throws up a dud. Give me Miles Sanders over Jordan Howard for the Philadelphia Eagles. Ronald Jones, I think he's he's a better player than Peyton Barber. He's better in the passing game than Peyton Barber. He was on his way to a monster game last week. Um, looked like he was going to run for a lot more yards than he had. Yes, the Buccaneers don't have a good ground game, but I do kind of like Ronald Jones um, moving forward, especially in uh, like deeper season-long leagues where you can take a player and put him on your bench and kind of stash him. I think we are going to see more and more out of Ronald Jones over Peyton Barber. I just think he's a better player than Barber is. As for DFS purposes, I don't think I like him at all just because I think the Tampa Bay is going to be passing the ball, and I'd rather have the Mike Evans, the Chris Godwins, and even the Joe O.J. Howards over Ronald Jones and that ground game in Tampa Bay. Give me the Bucks passing game. I do not like the ground game, but for season-long, I do like Ronald Jones long-term moving forward. Chris Thompson, he can have a decent game. I think the, obviously we're going to see Washington kind of playing from behind, and that's going to be, be fitting more to Chris Thompson than it is Adrian Peterson. But who's going to be throwing the ball? That's the only question I have. So I, I don't know how many shares I have of Chris Thomas, Thompson, but he is very cheap, and I can see him having six, seven, eight balls um, for the game. And, and again, in the PPR league, those are those are points that you not really free points, but they're nice points for your uh, weekly stats there. Someone like uh, Josh Jacobs, I don't like Josh Jacobs. Again, just like Minnesota's defense, I don't want to go against the Chicago Bears defense, so I'm not likely to be going that way as well. As I talked about earlier, Miles Sanders, very cheap, $4,500 on DraftKings. I do like uh, Miles Sanders quite a bit against uh, New York just defense. And again, Miles Sanders can have a special teams touchdown as well. We saw him break that one big play on special teams. 
So it's not only in, on the ground that he can score touchdowns, he can do it in the special teams as well. But I think this is the week we finally see that breakout game from Sanders. I do like Sanders on both DraftKings and FanDuel this week. Take a look at some of the wide receivers. If we take a look at the top-tier bracket, um, last week we saw big duds out of Hopkins, out of Julio Jones, out of uh, Keenan Allen. Of those three, who do I like that moving forward this week? I love DeAndre Hopkins, and I love Julio Jones. This is, gonna be, this is the game that's going to be uh, – we're going to see a lot of passes going the way. I'm looking to uh, probably get both those wide receivers in my uh, GPP lineups this week. I just think this is a smash spot for both of them. Both Houston and Atlanta are not good against the pass. Both teams are going to want to pass the ball. I can see this game being a very highly, highly contested uh, game, highly score, high scoring game. Both offenses putting up monster stats. I want as many shares of Hopkins and Julio Jones as I can possibly get. I think they'll be popular. I'm going to be eating that chalk if that's the case. Love Hopkins. Love Julio. I don't like Keenan Allen as much this week just because uh, the Chris, if, if, if uh, Chris Harris is going to be covering. Chris Harris is a very good uh, uh, cornerback. I'm going to be taking a chance. If, if we have someone like Mike Williams back in lineup from his injury, I do like Mike Williams a little bit. Um, but I'm not going to have very many shares of Keenan Allen just because of where I'm going to be going. I can't get three top-tier wide receivers in my lineup. So if I'm picking out between those top three of the Hopkins, Julio Jones, and Allen, the one that's going to be left off my list is going to be Keenan Allen just because of how much I love D-Hop and Julio this week. Drop down a little further. Don't know how many shares I'm going to, how many shares I'm going to have of Mari Cooper. Like I said, the Packers' defense is a pretty decent defense. They do have a pretty good pass defense. I'm more on the ground game for Dallas than I am the passing game, so I don't know how many shares I'm going to have of uh, Amari Cooper. I do kind of like uh, Michael Gallup if he is able to come back this week from his injury. If that's the case, I do kind of like him as a, as a share or two in uh, deep uh, GPPs like the Millionaire Maker just because all the attention is going to be going to Amari Cooper. And if they are going to throw the ball, I think it's going to be to Michael Gallup. So I like him a little bit. If I'm picking between the two and they're both right next to each other um, for salaries, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. I think I'm going to be going Godwin this week. I think uh, uh, Godwin's kind of taken over that number one role for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but I think Evans still has the name recognition, especially when they're pretty close in salary. People are going to be going, uh, most likely to be going Evans. But Godwin is this year... Breakout years happening while we're seeing it. He had a down uh, game a couple weeks ago, but we, we saw last week this guy is phenomenal. This Tampa Bay offense can put up points and score and yards in bunches. Yes, they're not going to be a very good team, but for someone that's looking for fantasy version, we don't care about the team version. We're looking for points. We're looking for yards. We're looking for receptions, and that's what the Buccaneers are going to give us. I do like uh, the passing game for the Buccaneers this week. Maybe add a little lesser owned version of that for most weeks. Um, Next up, uh, taking the, we talked about the Minnesota Vikings. Um, I think Thielen's in for a big game this week. I think Thielen's going to be the one that I want to have of the two between him and Diggs, but I do like both options as well. As I talked about, I do like this passing game a little bit in Minnesota this week against the Giants' uh, suspect pass defense. But if I'm picking between the two, I do like Thielen a little more than I do Diggs just because I think he's a little safer as well um, with receptions and all that kind of good stuff. I think Diggs is more of a uh, needs-to-big-play ability to uh, pay off his salary. So give me Thielen a little bit more than Diggs in that game. What to do with Juju Smith-Schuster? I don't know uh, exactly what to do. We've seen Baltimore give up big games in the past, but Juju just does not seem to be in this offense right now. Ever since Big Ben went down, he just doesn't seem to be involved as much as maybe we thought he should be. Even with Big Ben, um, he wasn't involved as much as maybe we thought coming into the season. Maybe that number one leadership role is not his yet. Maybe he's still a little young to be taking over that role. I still do think Juju is going to be a fantastic player. This year, I don't know how much, just because there's no Big Ben. Mason Rudolph, we know the connection that he has with James Washington. 
the uh, the connection he has with the other young young wide receivers there in Pittsburgh. I do not know how much I like Juju Smith-Schuster this week or moving forward. He's just gonna, he's just going to be kind of. Um, my eyes are going to be open for him. Let's just say that. I'm not going to be playing much of him until I see production out of him in this uh, in this league. This week. This year, I'm sorry. Josh Gordon, I do kind of I like him quite a bit this week as well against the Redskins. Um, I, I think Tom Brady is going to be one of the better quarterbacks this week. I got to pair him up with somebody. I think I'm going to be going Josh Gordon this week, um, pairing him up over Edelman. I think I think Josh Gordon's in for a big game. I think there's going to be a, I think a big game is coming from Josh Gordon eventually. Why not this week against Washington? And we're going to see their top corner going up against uh, Julian Edelman. That's going to leave Gordon with the number two there in Washington. And we know Washington is not good against the pass outside of their top corner drawing the blank. I know I shouldn't, but I'm drawing the blank on that corner. But I do like me some Josh Gordon this week. Uh, next up, the, Sterling Shepard's had some nice games with Daniel Jones, but I think this week uh, going up against the Minnesota uh, pass defense, I'm not a, a big fan of the, the Giants as a whole, especially the passing defense. Not going to have too many shares of Sterling Shepard this week. Uh, Brown for the Baltimore Ravens um, each week. I think he's putting up decent numbers. If we open up the box score for uh, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown, um, he has uh, three straight games having seven-plus targets, seven last week, nine the week four, 13 the week before. Yes, he didn't turn those these last two weeks into, into production, only six uh, fantasy points on both weeks. But I think if he gets more of those targets, last week he, only, uh, last week he had f- four receptions of those seven targets, but only 22 yards. The week before that, he only had two receptions on those nine targets. If he starts to have better of a production, more yards, he can put up some monster numbers, kind of like he did le- the week one. He turned his five targets into four receptions for a couple touchdowns. A big day for his uh, uh, debut. I think uh, Marquise Brown is one of those players that we're going to see as a GPP player. He has a very low floor, but he also has a tremendous ceiling. I do like me some Marquise Brown a bit this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers' pass defense. As for the Packers' uh, receiving options with no Adams, I think uh, personally for me, I think I'm going to be going more of Geronimo Allison this week. I think just because of the the salary between the two, Allison's a little cheaper than what Marquise Valley and Scantling. And I think a lot of people are going to gravitate to Scantling just because he's had a better season this year. So give me a little more uh, Allison just because I think he's going to be lesser owned. I think we're going to finally get that game out of Calvin Ridley. Like I said, I love the Atlanta Falcons-Houston game. I can see a game stack with this. I can see a double stack going Ridley and Julio Jones with Matt Ryan. You can do the same Excuse me. You can do the same thing with Houston. Go uh, Watson with DeHop and Fuller. I think Fuller's also in for a big game. That that breakout game for Ridley, that breakout game for Fuller this year is going to happen. Maybe it happens this week. Maybe they both get deep and get a couple deep balls, and both of them put themselves in numbers. I actually, I, I love the, the game stack. Maybe you kind of go uh, a full game stack. Pick a quarterback. Go two of the right pass catchers and go two pass catchers from the other side. Don't hate that. You're going to be using a lot of salary, but this is a game that I think we can see absolutely smash the total there. Um, we're seeing Cortland Sutton kind of step into that number one role for the Broncos. Uh, great red zone target. Um, Joe Flacco has gotten the ball last week. I think he had two touchdowns last week. He's averaging about 17 points a week. The young wide receiver is kind of showing that he is kind of making that step next in, 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 into the uh, the next level. We talked about how high it was coming into the season this this year. Getting a lot of targets, nine, seven, seven, eight, eight targets, and uh, so he's getting decent targets to start the year. If this team starts to fall down early, those targets are even going even more. He's had four plus receptions every game. 
outside of the week two against the Chicago Bears, um, which the Bears have one of the better defenses, so you got to kind of throw that out the, out the window. He's at 80-plus yards and five receptions in every game. Last week he got his first two touchdowns of the season. I think I am uh, all aboard the Corlin Sutton t- uh, train as I was um, before the season. I'm even getting even more and more excited for Sutton and the future for this young uh, wide receiver of the Broncos. We get the uh, debut for 2019 for Golden Tate coming off his suspension. Uh, I think Tate is another player that I think maybe people forgot about. So I think in season long, if, if, if he got forgot about and was on the waiver, definitely hopefully you can uh, take a look at him and see if he's out there. I think Tate can have a nice year this year. But this week, no thank you, not against the Minnesota Vikings. Moving over to the tight end position. The uh, top, top level of the tight end position is Zach Ertz, Evan Ingram, Delon, uh, Delaney Walker, Mark and oh, I'm sorry, Darren Waller, not Walker, and Mark Andrews. Of those four there, I've, I actually like all four of them. I, I, I think that all four can have a decent spot. But give me Austin Hooper. Again, going back to this Houston Texans and Atlanta Falcons game, this game could be an absolutely barn burner. O.J. Howard, I talked about him. Greg Olson's nice play. Jimmy Graham with no Adams. Are we going to see uh, Graham have a little more um, production in his offense? Uh, the, the Dallas Cowboys are pretty bad against tight ends, so I do like Jimmy Graham a little bit after a sma- after talking him down a couple weeks ago. But that injury to Devonta Adams kind of opens up a lot of stuff in that passing game, and we know Jimmy Graham can get it done over the middle. So I do like Jimmy Graham a, a bit, and I do like him for DFS this week as well. If we get that uh, Vance McDonald is going to play this week, I do like him against the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens do kind of give up decent games to the tight end position, so I do kind of like Vance McDonald if he's going to be healthy. Those are players I'm looking at for the tight end position. And as always, for your defense, fill out the rest of your roster. Kind of look at the defense you like, the, the lowest uh, price defense that you like. Plug them in. You can always kind of adjust that as your team kind of makes makes full. So to start off, take, take a defense that you feel the most comfortable spending the least amount of money on. And then you can always adjust that and move up if you have salary there. But defense, for me, I always start there. Take one of the lowest ones that I trust. And then as your team starts to come together, if you have to move that up a little bit, you can. But that's the way I kind of look at building my rosters. That'll do it for today's podcast. Kind of a long-winded DFS podcast. But just trying to get you uh, on the right track of how I'm looking at for this Week 5 for DraftKings. Um, we'll be back on Friday with our game-by-game breakdown where we break down each game, kind of give you my plays for each game. That and much more on Friday. So hope you guys have a fantastic rest of your week. We'll talk to you guys on Friday, and let's continue to dominate those leagues. Have a great day.